it creates um, more of a classroom where the kids are actually thinking for themselves, which is what we really need to do as educators. We need to be able to have them teach them how to think instead of what to think, right? So Uh we like through project-based learning, we're teaching them how to think. We're asking open-ended questions. Like if they're struggling with something, like what do you think, asking them questions, like what do you think will work? Like how can we fix it? Instead of just telling them the answer all of the time. Welcome to the Teacher Girls Podcast. This is your host, Erica Terry, and I'm so excited to collaborate with Teacher Girls to bring you a weekly show that equips educators with best practices and actionable strategies to achieve success in the classroom and foster a more connected and empowered school community. Here, we learn by engaging in honest discussions with innovative teachers, administrators, and educational leaders. Are you ready to achieve your teacher goals? Of course you are, so you're definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to episode 37 of the Teacher Goals Podcast. This is your host, Erica Terry. And if project-based learning is your thing, or if you've been thinking about how to implement project-based learning in your classroom, then you are in for a treat today because we have special guest Nancy McHale from Build a Project, who is sharing all of her wonderful expertise in project-based learning. And if you haven't been joining us live on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, then I want to send a special invitation just for you because I would love to get to meet you, love to get to see your beautiful face as you engage in the community and uh, leave comments in the chat and ask questions with our guests. We have such a fun time during our live interviews. And so if you haven't been joining us, make sure you do so by following us at Teacher Goals on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, and jumping on at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday evenings. I can't wait to meet ya. And I also can't wait for you to dive into today's episode where we're talking all things project-based learning from defining what it is, explaining how to implement it in your classroom, and talking about the impact that using project-based learning has on your students. So with that being said, we're going to dive right into our interview with Nancy McHale. Nancy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Welcome. I am excited about this conversation. This is our first time talking about project-based learning on a podcast. So I am just here to learn, excited to get to learn from you tonight. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. And so you already heard me tell everyone how nosy I am. Still (laughs) waiting for them to put up like what they're doing for spring break. And so I am going to just get up all up in your business right now and ask you to share your story. So how did you uh, get started in education? And how did you get to the place where you're now teaching 
other educators how to implement uh, project-based learning in their classrooms. Yeah, so I think I ha- I would say I'm, I've always been kind of like a lifelong teacher. I've always wanted to be a teacher and finally became a teacher. I taught different grades, kindergarten through Uh, fifth grade. And then once I had my son, I knew I wanted to be home with him, but I still wanted to stay in education. So I became a supervisor for student teachers and I did workshops and professional development. It kind of brought me all the way here to today. And that's what I continue doing is just give workshops and consult teachers on doing project-based learning. And I've also created project-based learning resources that teachers can immediately implement. So they'll be able to just like open and go, be able to implement with their students. Awesome. And so uh, we are excited to learn from you about project-based learning for anyone who is like, what are they talking about? What is PBL? Can you kind of just give us a brief summary, um, a little definition? Like, what are we talking about when we talk about project-based learning? Yeah, so project-based learning is different than a research project or just a standard learning project in that it focuses on solving a real world problem, but still learning the content that the kids are supposed to learn. So it could be standards based, but like where they have to create a a product by the end or solve a problem in order to really focus on those like critical thinking skills and problem skills problem solving skills and they can focus on building those like critical um, like lifelong thinking skills that they're going to need for the future. And usually in a project, they'll be able to have kind of like mini tasks or activities that can lead them up to that final project. So they'll be able to learn the content that they're going to need to learn, but it's all hands-on. And if they're old enough, like I would say third grade and up, they can start to research the information on their own. And then they can like learn it on their own while the teacher is the facilitator. And that will lead to the final end of the project. Love it. And I really love the fact that you talked about the connection to the real world. Like we all know as educators how important it is um, to make learning meaningful. And so tonight we want to dive into like some very specific um, strategies or tools that teachers can use in order to um, not only implement project-based learning, but to also like really inspire their students and make those connections to the real world. And so let's kind of just dive in. Like when you, you know, are in schools, when you're helping teachers, like what is that number one tip or strategy that you're just like, if you want to start with PBL, like this is what you got to do. Yeah, so I mean, I can definitely break down the process of how to start planning and implementing project-based learning. Um, But I would say that the number one tip is to start small. Because if we think like, oh, we have to implement a whole big project and we have to plan before and it, you know, it feels very overwhelming. So I would say start with one thing at a time and then add to it and grow from there. So really, I would say that the big part of of like the planning is before 
you actually work with the students. So it's a lot of planning for the teacher beforehand. But once you implement it, you're kind of hands off in the sense of like, you're not teaching as much. You're you're more facilitating. So the kids, if they're researching the information that then um, you're walking around, you're answering questions, you're working with them one-on-one, allows for more one-on-one small group interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say just start with finding a standard that you need to teach. So it could be anything really like um, uh, engineering, genetics, uh, probability, Native Americans, like any topic at all, and find a standard or two that you really need to address and and create a project from there. So to give an example, I created a weather project and I came up with, there. so in a project, there's an essential question, which is what leads to solving the problem. So mm-hmm. I came up with the essential question straight from the standard. So it was a K through second project on weather. And it the standard said that something to the effect that the kids had to learn how to decrease heat from a sunlit area. So I turned that into an essential question. And the essential question was, what kind of structure can you build to decrease heat from a sunlit area. So the project is set up where the kids learn about weather, they watch videos about it, they have like flashcards and they have a weather journal, they do a bunch of experiments, and then it all leads up to that final end result of answering that question and then building the structure and then reflecting on it. So I would just say start small, look at the standards, derive your questions from the standards, and then just you know, have like some mini activities that would support it. And then that would lead to the final project. Yes. And so as you were describing this weather project, I started to think like, are you like you talked about the amount of planning that a teacher has to do? And so are you planning like the specific details of the project or is it differentiated like different tasks or are the students actually like coming up with their own project to answer that question? I would say in the beginning, I would definitely recommend for the teacher to come up with that for that essential question. So if a teacher is brand new to project-based learning, I would definitely recommend for the teacher to first be able to come up with the question you know, have the students answer it and, and, and work through it and learn about it and all of that. And then when the teacher becomes more comfortable with project-based learning in general, I would definitely encourage for kids to come up with a question and come up with their own like research of what they want to research and a problem that they want to solve because kids are like really amazing and they know so much more than we think. (laughs) So I think that they can definitely come up with amazing questions. I would just recommend in the beginning for the teacher to kind of plan it all out and then later on be able to have the kids come up with their own questions. Yes. And so when teachers are using project-based learning, the kids, like they get into their routine, like what transformation or what change do you see um, in the classroom? Like what is the impact of using uh, project-based learning? Yeah, it's really incredible. I mean, when I was a teacher and I implemented project-based learning, like the 
classroom is buzzing in a good way. The kids are either working together or they're even just kind of on their own. They're, they're still using textbooks and books that we got from the library and maybe some websites to research um, the information and, um, you know, the, like the, I was walking around helping them out. And, and then the final result is just amazing because they created it. They're the ones that came up with the end result. They're the ones that had to do the problem solving and figure out like, okay, did this work? If it didn't, then what am I going to do to fix it? It creates um, more of a classroom where the kids are actually thinking for themselves, which is what we really need to do as educators. We need to be able to have them teach them how to think instead yeah. of what to think, right? So uh -huh. we like through project-based learning, we're teaching them how to think. We're asking open-ended questions. Like if they're struggling with something like, what do you think? Asking them questions like, what do you think will work? Like, how can we fix it? Instead of just telling them the answer all of the time. So it really allows for that kind of open-ended classroom where the kids can come up with their own kinds of questions and their own projects so that it really leads to that thinking. Um, and then, of course, the teachers there to make sure they're on task and like learning what they need to learn. Um, and one thing I want to note about having the kids research on their own is um, I always had like a note taking sheet that I created for the kids to kind of scaffold them in order to know mm -hmm. what to look for when researching. Mm -hmm. So the way I would always do it is have maybe like six to nine boxes of questions. So like each box had a question and it was open. So it's not like certain number of lines or anything. Mm -hmm. And they just filled it in. And that's just so that they had an idea of what to look for, because they also need to learn how to research and take notes. So that was just one important factor that I think that makes a big difference when we're teaching our kids how to research. Yes. And I loved what you said about teaching them how to think mm -hmm. versus teaching them what to think. Like that was so, oh, that is so good. And yeah. so um, when we think about like, okay, this is the teacher goals podcast, right? And so what is a goal that a teacher could achieve by using project-based learning? Like what can they walk away with? What's the outcome for our educators that are thinking about like, okay, I might try this. You know, I, there are so many benefits on both sides, of course, on the student side, which we kind of talked about. And then the teacher side, um, well, for like the obvious seeing your students thrive and really take this all in and and they'll get used to it. You know, they're, they might not be used to this way of learning, but they get used to it very quickly mm -hmm. because they're so engaged. Um, but also like it, again, it allows for teachers to work with students on more of a personal level, level, either one-on-one -on -one or small group, be able to facilitate and really like, like I said, the planning takes more, most of the work for the teacher. And then after you're not really doing much work during them while they're doing the project. You're more walking around, mm -hmm. making sure that they're on task and again, helping them when needed. And that's such a nice feeling not to be able to like be on top of it. Like, Oh, we have to do unit one, lesson one by today. You know, it's not kind mm -hmm. it's not that, 
kind, you're going to have to do some teaching sometimes, of course, like you might have to do a 10 minute lesson before for the day, just to make sure you've covered it. And, and that could be part of the project process, but like, it's not like, okay, here's the lesson. Let's do this worksheet. You know, it's more like, okay, here's some information. Let's add it to your project. And it's just more of a, a thriving creative classroom. Yes, yes. And so you have this thriving creative classroom. The students are engaged. We have been, for those of us that have been in education long enough, we know that with all good things, there are challenges. Like nothing is just, you know, roses and rainbows all the time. So when a teacher is trying to implement uh, PBL in their classroom, like you've already talked about, you know, the amount of planning that it takes, but um, other than that, like, what are some challenges that come up? And most importantly, like, what can a teacher do to overcome those challenges? Yeah, I would say the first challenge would be the when you just start to plan. <laughs> and this starts, this even happens with me, even though I've planned many projects, and I've been doing this for a long time. Like I have the topic, I know what I want to want it to be about. But then I just like sit there and stare at my computer. And I'm like, <laughs> What is the question that I'm going to ask? <laughs> so you kind of um, kind of get into that like first initial shock. <laughs> and then it is, I would say just kind of go for it and start doing like a brain dump and, and use the resources you have, like the standards or maybe textbook information, whatever it might be. And just like start rattling off ideas, typing them out, um, going through them and something will come up from it. Sometimes <laughs> like the question, the essential question is like right there in front of you and it's easy, but sometimes you have to like be a little bit more creative. Um, so I would just say that initial shock of like coming up with ideas and also use the internet for ideas. There's so many ideas for project-based learning or even activities that might about the topic that might lead you to come up with like a good essential question. Um, but I know that it's in you, like as teachers, <laughs> like it's in us, we just yeah. have to let it out. <laughs> like a lot of times I'm, you know, I need a new idea or whatever, and I'll just start looking online and then I'm like, if I just sit and think for a minute, I can come up, come up with it. Like it's in me. I've done my research. I've been in it for a long time, but you know, we kind of just get into the, get used to just looking things up right away, but <laughs> take a moment, reflect. And if you really have a hard time, I would say research, but just like that initial shock could be a little bit um, of a challenge. But once you get into it and the ideas will start coming, you do a little research, it's, it's, it'll all come together. Yes. And so for someone that's like, you're right, it's in me, I can do this. What is one action that when they walk into their classroom, they can take tomorrow in order to get this process started? Yeah, um, I would say like starting to look at the standard and like the standards that they need to teach and then coming up with an activity or maybe a mini project, like a one day project or a two day project about it. And it doesn't even have to be like a typical quote unquote standard or a project-based learning project. It could be just like a fun project that has to do with that 
topic, right? Like just to kind of get your wheels turning about Mm -hmm. getting into projects, getting the kids used to doing projects and things like that, like learning about something and applying it, right? So Mm -hmm. um, in a different way, rather than the traditional, you know, workbook, worksheet way, um, not saying that's, you know, teachers have a variety of ways that they're implementing information and applying knowledge. But, uh, you know, I'm just talking about the traditional, but like getting it them used to learning about something, doing a project, that could be one, you know, small step mm-hmm. of doing like a little mini project and then kind of building up to a, a, a real project based learning resource. Yes. And that made me think of one more. I know I said this was the last question, but as you were talking, I was like, oh, that's a good question. So when someone is implementing project-based learning, like is there typically a timeline that they follow or like a certain amount of days or length of time that the project should be? Or is it kind of flexible? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say tip like it is flexible there's no right or wrong answer but typically um projects turn out to be two to three weeks depending on the topic Mm -hmm. um and the other nice thing about project-based learning is that you can incorporate other content areas so it's definitely a cross-curricular activity activity where they'll be able to incorporate writing and reading and especially like nonfiction reading and all of those other topics and standards and subjects that we need to implement. So you won't have to do like separate writing assignment, a separate nonfiction reading or whatever it might be. That could all be integrated into the project. Okay. Awesome. And so um, when they're integrating, do they integrate like in their own classroom or is this a way that, uh, you know, teachers from different curriculum areas can collaborate with one another. Yeah, I definitely think that they can collaborate and have maybe the different piece. Like if you're, are you talking about middle school and up where they have different classes? Yeah. yeah so they can um, definitely communicate with one another, have the different moving parts and bringing it all together. Maybe they can all come together and have the students present about it and and do it that way. Yes. And you have given us so much good information about um, project-based learning tonight. Any final words of wisdom for that teacher that's like, okay, I can do this. It's in me. I'm going to implement project-based learning into my class. Any final words of wisdom? I just think that you know, you're amazing as a teacher. Like if you're listening to this, you are doing an amazing job. And the fact that you're listening to this makes you amazing because you want to incorporate these amazing tools to teach your kids. So um, just, I would say, like I said earlier, take it one step at a time, start small, don't get overwhelmed because it can be really great. Um, And just start with one small project that's a day or two and then grow from there. But my main advice is to start small and then you got this. <laughs> you got this. Start small. I think that is some great advice. And so people that want to learn more about project-based learning, learn more about all of the great things that you're doing, where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on mostly on Instagram and Facebook at Nancy Mikkel, edu. You can also email me at nancy at buildaproject.net. 
awesome. And we will make sure that we include all of that in the show notes. And so I want to thank you for joining us tonight. This was so informational. Um, So many good nuggets were shared about project-based learning. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to hear how the information that you've gleaned from this interview is going to help you to inspire and impact your students using project-based learning. Be sure to create a post or share a review, letting us know how the tips that you gained today, as well as in the other episodes of the Teacher Goals Podcast, has impacted your classroom and helped you to achieve your teacher goals. We can't wait to learn more about you, learn more about all that you're doing as an educator. And if you haven't already done so, make sure you check out some of the new books that we have out, The AI Classroom, The Science of Reading and Action, and a whole bunch more by going to teachergoals.com slash books. We appreciate and value you so much. Thank you for hanging out with us and we'll see you back next week. Teacher Goals and Teacher Heart Out is sponsoring a 2023 Bahamas cruise open to all educators. Guests such as spouses, family, and friends are also welcome to attend. There is an amazing lineup of speakers, and you can book your PD at sea now by putting down a $200 deposit. Attend the Sail Away Party Thursday, July 6th in Port Canaveral at 6 p.m. in preparation for Cruising Friday. You will return Monday, July 10th at 8 a.m. Scan the QR code now to sign up. You don't want to miss it.